This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 Good afternoon, you're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay and we've got Nick in the studio with us again from Stuart Group and today we are talking about bonus bonds. Yeah, hot topic at the moment. Yeah, so I believe. I've not followed it greatly, I don't have any bonus bonds. But I think you said to me um, just prior to the interview that you did back in the day. I did. Back in the day, my grandma gave me some for, I think she gave all the grandkids some as a present, and we had to keep them in there until I think we were 16. Drew mine out when I turned 16. (laughs) (laughs) I do no idea what I spent the money on now, but I was the only grandkid that didn't win anything. So I had just the amount she gave me, and all my other cousins had a bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's a strange product in the sense that, I call it product rather than investment because effectively it's sold to people as an investment. But in reality, it's um, it's kind of tapping into that kind of rugby, racing and beer kind of mentality of a, the the mindset of a former generation where they enjoyed that that element and um, Rob Muldoon or you know Piggy Muldoon, the former prime minister back in the Uh, 70s and early 80s, um, he really tapped into that psyche when they launched bonus bonds in the 1970s. You know, Mm. people liked the fact that the capital was there and that they had the opportunity to to get a win. See, I don't like the fact that if you don't win, you don't make any money. Mm. There's no basic interest level of any kind. Correct, yeah. So I don't, to me, it's like a chance of winning is so (laughs) slim, what's the point? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's... um, it's going to be a really interesting process uh, coming up with the wind-up. So the ANZ um, and, and you know, it's a fair and reasonable approach that they're taking because with interest rates coming down to historical lows, and I mean historical lows that have never been seen in this country before, it's meant that the pot of potential winnings is much, much reduced because ANZ take the $3.3 billion in bonus bonds and they are able to on-lend it to the ANZ, who then on-lend it to um, you know people like you and I who might want to buy a house or uh, invest in a business, etc. Now, as interest rates have come down, you know, so have the rates of return that the um, bank are able to give out in that prize pool. So they've elected that they're going to close it and wind it up. So it's one of New Zealand's oldest, longest-running schemes or products. You'll note that I keep talking about product rather than investment. And um, so they're going to wind it up because in the last year, the ANZ Bank have taken more in fees from bonus bonds than than they have distributed in prize money. Oh. So I use the word fair and reasonable. Well, you know, I think that the ANZ are doing the right thing by winding it up. It just mm. doesn't It doesn't look good. It doesn't sit well with the general public. Um, but when you've got 1.2 million Kiwis... It's a lot. 
hold that product, it is a lot of people. And anecdotal evidence would say that there's quite a few deceased individuals and individuals that have gone no address. That is. How, you, yeah, how on earth do they track those people it, down? With great difficulty. Now, um, now, what happens, and I did just check on this prior to coming in, that what will happen, and I will quote, uh, this is, pick this up from some research, the unclaimed bonds and a pro rata portion of the reserves will be passed to Treasury as unclaimed monies. So a lot of people are sitting out there saying, should I hold my bonus bonds? Because there's a $56 million, there's $56 million in reserves at the moment. Yeah. That is prior to the cost of realising the fund. In other words, the cost of the auditors, the cost of the lawyers, and actually winding it up. And trying to track down all those people that have gone no address. Because you can't just go, oh, yeah, no address, that's it. You've got to give it a, a fair go. Correct. <clears throat> now, some people have been of the belief that they would receive the pro rata portion of what's left at the end, but they don't realise that that doesn't include the people that can't be tracked down or are deceased and they can't find uh, the remaindermen or those of the estate. So that would mean that Treasury stands to um, receive a portion of that, a fairly substantial portion of that reserve What does Treasury do with it? Well, it goes to the government collective fund. Yeah. 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 As as unclaimed monies. Yeah. Um, How long do people have to get their bonus bonds out of the scheme? Very good question. Now, the bank have said, ANZ, have said that they want to have this, they are going to close the fund, uh, and you have you need to get your funds out um, by the end of October. They haven't actually given an exact date of October, um, but you know I'm saying to people, hey, look, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. And if mm-hmm. you have some money invested in bonus bonds, most likely now is a good time to uh, dust off your documents, ensure you've got a login, etc., and possibly uh, realise the investment and um, just do something else and gainfully employ your capital. The risk being that if, so there's $3.3 billion in bonus bonds, there's $56 million of reserve funds. So in other words, there's, you know. A lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a nice little buffer there Mm. at the moment. But then the fund has to be wound up, and this will be one of the most widely held funds in the country. And as I said, those people who have gone no address, so these are people where, you know, they. I've got some friends whose whose children have been given bonus bonds, but they've never actually ever had any communication. But they know they were given to them by grandparents many many years ago. But they've changed address two or three times. So tracking down those people is going to be um, expensive. And so if they're like and me, time consuming. I've had a lot of addresses since I yeah. first got given bonus bonds. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So so the bird in the hand versus two in the bush. It'd be, like if you had ten thousand dollars in bonus bonds, probably better to get the capital out now and actually deploy the capital appropriately. Because if you don't get out by the end of October, you are likely going to be stuck in the fund for twelve months until it's wound up, and you will not oh. be able to withdraw. But you also won't be winning anything. Or Correct. Any I, I, I believe there's one more prize draw and draw until they cl- until it's frozen. But effectively, then uh, well. I wouldn't, won't use the word frozen, but you're unable to withdraw capital or add capital, and there will be no further prize draws. So you sit there, sit there, and say, "Well, um, you know, if there's 56 million dollars to be spread across, say, 3.3 billion dollars of investment capital, 
um, that's a very small rate of return. Particularly from that, there needs to be costs in the wind-up, and it's very expensive to wind up a fund, particularly with 1.2 million underlying invest- mm-hmm. investors. So you sit there and you go, well, perhaps you'd best be better to take the capital out. And even if you invested it back with the ANZ Bank on a term deposit, mm. at least you have a surety of return and your capital. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, correct. Now, one aspect, and I haven't, haven't actually been able to get a handle on this. I did ask the Financial Markets Authority, but in fact the ANZ Bank is governed by the Reserve Bank rather than the FMA. And this is around anti-money laundering, or AML, which um, is something that, as a financial advisor, I've lived with for, oh, since I think it was 2009, you know, a long, long time ago. And part of it is that imagine that you went into bonus bonds prior to the AML legislation being completed or enacted. So on file, the bank may not have a copy of your ID. They certainly don't have your current um, verified address. Um, they may not have your a bank account. In other words, when you exit the bonus bonds, which bank account are they going to pay it to? Mm. So uh, my question was, is will, will the bank have to do fresh AML or AML for the first time on all of those investors prior to paying them out the bonus bonds? That could be quite a significant job, couldn't it? It's a massive job. And the other thing, there are... So if you think, let's say, you know, when you were young and... You know, hypothetically, let's say you were 17 today. So let's say in only the last year have you moved from a minor to an adult in terms of for the purposes of you can make your own decisions with your money rather than your parents or guardian. Now, so the AML would have been done on the person that gave you the bonus bonds or your guardian or parents. Their AML would have been done. But now you are now the holder of the asset, but there's no AML has been done on you. No. So you want to withdraw the capital out, so therefore fresh AML would need to be done on you as a person. So they couldn't just go, I couldn't go and go, oh, I'd like my bonus bonds back. And they well, couldn't just go, oh, here you go. Well, they would want to verify who you are. But the question is, it does raise the question of AML. And AML is a, a piece of legislation with an um, incredible set of teeth. Um, so hence, I was... I'm, and I have not yet had a reply from the RBNZ, but okay. very curious to know because it's going mm. to be, um, given that the fund is so widely held, there are going to be a lot of people watching. Um, and, you know, potentially when there's a lot of estates involved, it could be, and, and a lot of deceased individuals, mm. um, it, could be, it could be inherently uh, extremely messy and expensive to wind up. What happens if they, in the winding up, it goes over whatever budget they've got for it? Does it come out of people's Yes, it does. Investment yeah, 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 yeah. So as I was saying, so let's say if there's $3.3 billion in the pot plus $56 million of reserves, if it costs more than $56 million to wind it up, then people wouldn't quite get their capital back. So that's just another reason to get out before it yeah, well, goes just, on hold, really, yeah, isn't well, yeah. it? Yeah, it was just, look, bird in the hand versus two in the bush. Um, but look, you know, the bank has stated that they uh, expect that um, people will get back their capital. So that's positive. Yeah, that is positive. Um, But in terms of um, the bird in the hand versus two in the bush, it's just once the end of October concludes, their asset, being bonus bonds, will cease to be a liquid asset and will effectively be locked in for a 12-month period, like uh, locking your capital away in a 12-month term deposit. 
So that's why I'm saying to people, look, get off the couch now. Get your ID dusted off. Mm. You need to make sure that you've got uh, access to the um, to bonus bonds online as the cleanest and most efficient way. And get it done now and don't join the queue towards the end of October trying to do this. Because remember at the moment under the level two rules, the bank are not operating normal business hours. They're not, and they have a lot of queues outside they, certain days. They certainly do. And um, so it would be best to engage now. And if you think you have bonus bonds or you know you have bonus bonds, then um, deal with it now and not, you know, certainly not over Labor Weekend. And, you know, you sit there and go, <laughs> oh, darn it, I've got a couple yep. of days next week because you're going to be queuing around the block. And... Um, and look, you know, going through that kind of, um, if it is required that there's um, AML documentation is required to be completed, it is, it, look, it is time consuming and, you know, um, it just does slow things up. And a lot of people just won't, won't have the documentation. Mm. For example, if you're a, um, an elderly person who no longer drives a motor vehicle, then you've probably let your driver's license lapse. Good you, chance you don't have a passport either. Spot on. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, so you've probably got an old uh, copy of a birth certificate, et cetera, which will need to be uh, verified. So you can see it's just better to get involved now so that people can get their capital out um, and engage it properly. Yes, sounds good. Just one random question. Hopefully Mm. you know the answer. So with term deposits, I know you can get out early, but you have to pay a fee. With bonus bonds, could they get out? Like say they get past can they get out within that 12 month term or no 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 once once the fund has been um effectively suspended uh, at the end of october again i'm not sure of the exact date but they just use the words the end of um once that occurs no you are locked in until the fund is officially um wound up and all of the um, proceeds returned to the underlying uh, unit holders so that could take more than a year could take less than a year well it's expected that it'll take a year but um but hey this is a um unprecedented scale of a wind down i mean this is yeah it's been going for a very very long time and and the other aspect is that Bonus bonds is uh, bon- the returns from bonus bonds are um, are tax paid, so a lot of people who receive those funds, like a lot of people historically would use those as their kind of little secret slush fund, so to speak. So you okay. could uh, because it, you know there's nothing needs to be filed. Um, yeah, so quite a few people did just 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 have them there, just sitting there. I feel like I'm the wrong generation for bonus bonds. Um, I know my dad's got some. He calls them his false teeth account, <laughs> and he's just keeping it in there so he doesn't accidentally spend it, and it'll be there when he needs his false teeth. Um, but, yeah, I feel like my generation, we don't really do that. We'd more likely do a term deposit or something if we had the money. Correct. Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly for... Um you know, a lot of people these days for um, for saving. Uh, certainly, those above sixty five, we're seeing quite a few people utilise KiwiSaver mm. as a means of um, you know moving up the risk curve a little bit and engaging their capital properly. But for people that are a little way away from uh, age sixty five, then most people uh, just have to hold cash because the difference between a savings account and um, term deposits at the moment it's look it's these are rounding much. errors it's very very it's fractional at the present time yeah mine's just in a savings account i seem to somehow still be getting interest every month which is cool i don't know how i've done it but you know well done well, to who you. me yeah. <laughs> um, is there any other bits of info or anything you want to 
give out about bonus bonds or where they might look to invest if they still want to keep an investment instead of using the product? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, aptly put. So, yeah, I would just say, for um, again, you know, for people to uh, seek advice, um, a lot of people believe that the amount of money in bonus bonds is quite small. Um, that's just that's um, that's pretty much just anecdotal because there's not a lot of data published about it. Um, but from the people that I've met over the last few weeks, there are some people who have really large sums in bonus bonds. Like it is not uncommon to find someone who has quarter of a million dollars in bonus bonds, Ooh. and they've been there for decades. Quite, yeah, quite incredible. Yeah. Um, so, so therefore, look, you know, the people can and should um, seek advice, find out how to uh, engage their capital properly, uh, get some good goals and objectives based financial advice, um, and and have a game plan. Um, whereas, you know, look, just uh, you know, parking capital to the side uh, at the moment uh, in short dated securities such as you know bonus bonds, uh, short dated term deposits, or cash. Um, that is a great way to have liquid wealth or, you know, short-dated facilities. Um, but certainly long-term with interest rates as they are and with inflation uh, as it stands, uh, the rate of return is very, very small. Mm, that doesn't seem fun for people wanting to do long-term investments at all, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. And that's why I, I use it, to, you know, I refer it gave a reference here to just um, short-dated. So, mm. you know, for people that are looking to engage their capital uh, in the short term, you know, they have a specific project in mind, you know, like a new kitchen, new vehicle, new home, et cetera, then, of course, they will um, they will expect that their asset is liquid. They will understand they will get basically no interest from that in this environment, but at least they have liquidity. Whereas those who have more medium long-term projects, they can afford to properly engage their capital and, again, seek some advice in doing so. Yep, and if they do want to seek advice, you guys are obviously, the Stuart Group is a financial advice firm. Yes. How can they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, yeah, well, we're at 204 Academy Road in Hastings and we're also on the terrace in Wellington, but we're always... Always happy to have a chat with people, have a coffee, have a roll-up-the-sleeves session, as we say. So we always uh, have a have a discussion with people at no cost to them, and we um, you know, just have a chat about how how they can get their ship going a little bit faster. Cool. Trade in those sails for a, an oar, maybe, or a <laughs> motorboat. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat with us about bonus bonds today. Absolute pleasure. Anytime. Yep. And you guys have been listening to Canny View. Tune in again same time next week for a new topic. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.